0: Welcome to another episode of the Marketing and Cup Peaks podcast. You got the standout Truck King Mike Conley. You got the Godfather Radio Ad, and just overall amazing marketer John Sertino, who is one of my mentors and taught me so much about marketing. I'm just thankful that John is on the podcast, sharing his wisdom, sharing his knowledge. John, John one time, told me, Mike, you're good at marketing, but I'm better at marketing because I spent more in marketing on marketing than on marketing. Something like that, and that put me in my place. <laughs> John's my guy. How you doing, John? Good. Oh, you too. I'm doing great. I can't complain. So, John, a lot of people always want to know how to create a brand. And you, my friend, created one of the most iconic brands in the world. There's not too many people around the world that has never heard of Vermont Teddy Bear. I haven't bought a Vermont Teddy Bear. So I don't think anybody else is more qualified to talk about creating a brand than you. So today, I want to talk about how do you build a brand? But mainly the question is, how did you create the Vermont Teddy Bear brand? I
1: think, Michael, you have a lot more ideas about brand building. I, it's more common in today's language. People are always talking about a sports athlete building his brand. And things like that. And I always go, I don't know. I just, I never thought I was building a brand at the Vermont Teddy Company. Never thought about it. The word brand never came into my brain. Great answer. But what I did was I knew how to make a bear. So when I advertised my bears, I would say that we have 12 stitches per inch. All right. A 12 stitch. I would repeat it twice 12 stitches per inch and to know that detail on my bear meant that I knew what I was doing when I first started a, a really wonderful I worked with the SBA and they have retired consultants for free that help you with your business and this guy comes in and he goes hi I'm I forgot what his name was I used to no, it really, we didn't meet many times. But he owned a company and was the head sales guy for a company that was Vermont Hardware. Right? And so, the one thing about brand building, you really have to take a look at where you are. So, in my teddy bear world, I wanted to get bigger and bigger, so I had to build, I had to advertise to more and more markets in order to increase my sales. So I went from 400,000 to 1.7 million to five. This is in a row 1.7 million to 5.5 5 million to 10.5 million to 17 million to 20 million. And I did that oh. by expanding where I was advertising. I didn't, the places where I was advertising and already I was reaching saturation. Like I, I could spend more money in New York, but it wasn't producing any more in sales. So I went about it. Right. I went to Philadelphia. I went to Los Angeles, San Francisco. And I couldn't, I tried Dallas and uh, Atlanta, place, they're huge markets. But no one down there was interested in the word Vermont teddy bear, you know? it's Most people in the United States don't even know where Vermont is. They don't care about Vermont. They don't think about Vermont. And I was living in Vermont. So I thought Vermont was a big deal. Vermont is not a big deal, right? I'm I'm blown away, but I don't think people in Massachusetts care about Vermont. Yeah, you
0: know, last time we talked about the size of Vermont, six hundred and forty-five thousand people. I believe this is, this is very small, very small, right? And, yeah, I, and and normally when you think of Vermont, I like I I think of maple syrup, and I think of Ben and Jerry's. But then I also
1: think of Vermont Teddy Brito. I, you made it iconic, Don. It's because I kept advertising the word Vermont. So when I went south. I tried to make Vermont interesting and no one cared. They didn't know that Vermont people can tell you this. They're very proud of their quality. They make the best cheese. They have the best farms. Cheese, too. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. Really. Everything about what Vermont does is the best, but nobody outside of Vermont knows that. No. So I had to advertise the brand Vermont being the best. Got it. I, I couldn't get their attention in the South. So what did I do? I sponsored a NASCAR car. And when my when the guy down the street who was like the son of the guy whose gas station I used to fix my car, like this tiny gas station. I'm telling him like any like gas station, this is a tiny gas station, okay? Ray's Sitko. And his son like racing at this place in Vermont and he came in and he said, uh, "I'd like you to sponsor my NASCAR car." And I go, "I'm I don't like cars. I don't like NASCAR. Not interested. I gave him, I let him spend the time and leave his stuff with me. And when I looked through the stuff, what it said was the NASCAR races are ever are on TV every Saturday for 27 Saturdays in a row. And their market every Saturday is 7 million people watching. Mm. And I'm going. This is the, the at the time was the Bush Series. Now they call it something different, but it's there's two kinds of series in NASCAR: is the, the big time which they do on Sunday, and the little, the smaller market size they do on Saturday. A lot of times, both of the drivers drive in both of those events. So we were going out, which at the time was Bush car, but still same race tracks: Daytona, Talladega, all the great race tracks in the United States. So I put I, I made this beautiful car. And we decorated ourselves, and we put a teddy bear on it with a lot of words. on it. That was absolutely beautiful. But when I went to watch my car going around Daytona, I couldn't even read a word. And so eventually, I got my car down to a smaller... The only thing people could see was the teddy bear. I took the words out. And because I joined the market of Southerners, which is NASCAR racing, I began to sell a lot of teddy bears in the South. Wow. It was just like amazing. So
0: all the things you were doing before that, yeah. to the south, they were ignoring. But when you join, quote unquote, join their community and doing things that they love, then it transferred over to conversion. Super smart. That's really smart. That's And that's a great marketing point too, to go along with branding, right? Two things you said. First thing you said, you spend money on advertising to get into different markets. And I think a lot of people don't understand the power of Spending money on advertising to create a brand. Because to me, branding is just being consistent as a promise that you promise people when they buy from you, here's what they're going to get. So, advertising is a good way to distribute those marketing messages about that brand, telling people, here's what we have to offer. You're going to love it. So, right. one. And then, two, sometimes, and I just had this conversation with one of the market, the Mac Red members about sometimes your market chooses you, but you got to listen. So those those folks didn't necessarily say, hey, we don't care about Vermont. They just said, hey, we do things a little different here. And and on the previous episode, you talked about how market is different. So what you did was a a, a very smart pivot. And and I think it's funny that you initially told the guy, now I'm not interested, but then when you saw the data, and that's another great sales point that you made right there. Sometimes people go out selling and then the sales material that they leave behind she continues selling after that person leaves. So when you saw the numbers, you're like seven million people. I might be able to do something here and and then just giving it a shot. And then another thing that you said was a PowerPoint. And I need the people to catch this for the first message you did was too busy, but you made adjustments. You went back to simplifying the message, Teddy bear phone number, and then phone started ringing because now people looked and they go, Hey, listen, I need a teddy bear, there's a phone number. And now all the other marketing stuff that you did previously, now it started making sense to them. It all clicked. So that's another thing too. Another point too, good marketing is never wasted. Good marketing is never wasted. Sometimes it just needs a little assistance from other forms of advertising, but it'll it it will pay off right if you build the right system. So that's actually, I didn't, I I you told me the, the, the NASCAR story before, but I always just laugh at the part when you would say, yeah, yeah, your car was last
1: place, so your number was on the screen. <laughs> we, we would always end up 22nd out of 42 cars, okay? <laughs> the guy that owned the car, Kevin LePage, if he crashed the car, it cost him a lot of money. So he wasn't out to crash his car, right? <laughs> so There was just like, I couldn't believe that he, he stunk so bad. But- The cool thing about it, Michael, is that I asked him, I said, how much do you want me to spend to sponsor your car? And he goes, $250,000. I said, $250,000 to to 7 million people every Saturday for 27 weeks. That's pennies on the dollar. I know. That's a great deal. Yeah. And at the time, I was the only, like, kid car every other car was like beer oil gasoline you know napa auto parts i was racing against all the big corporations of the world and here comes a steady bear car it's really funny but i just want to finish with what this guy told me from my my the guy that helped me out from a small business administration I forget what the program's called but he said let me tell you a story john i said what he goes when I sold refrigerators, I mean, this guy was old, okay. So you're we're talking he was selling refrigerators probably in the forties. And he sold them to Vermont farmers. And he would knock on the door and he would say to the Vermont farmer's wife, because at the time they went from ice boxes to refrigerators. Everyone had an ice box. That's how they kept the stuff cold. And he put ice in an ice box, and that's your man. Mm-hmm he would go up to the farmer and tell the wife that my refrigerators have two coats of paint on it. Two coats of paint. And he knew that the next person who tried to sell that wife a refrigerator, she would say, how many coats of paint does your refrigerator have? And the guy would know. <laughs> so that's like brandy, right? You are it's selling good. quality and things like that. And expanding it out there. He did really quite well the, the the business was very successful so th- that was like
0: groundbreaking technology to go from an ice box to go into a refrigerator and now we take those refrigerators for granted but two coats of paint two coats of paint 12 stitches per inch 12 stitches per inch <laughs> exactly then if you look at that going back I forgot what happened when we talked about 10 words the less once again that's 10 words the less 12 stitches or less I mean t- 12 stitches per inch that's four words and then What you said, two coats of paint, two coats, that's four words. So if you want to be great at Brandon, say what you say, something that wows people in four words, five words or less. You know, now I got to work on that. I got to work on that because I I say, spread the word fast, spread the word. I'm going with that. Spread the word fast, spread the word fast. I got to say it twice. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. John, you, I don't even understand, I I don't know like how much wisdom you have around marketing, branding, advertising, and sales, man. Because you talk about it so naturally. And I think that's what helped me learn this stuff so fast from you because overthink everything. And one thing I cannot overthink now is business because of you. Like even even when I'm talking, even when I'm talking about like marketing, people go, Mike, you make it sound so simple. And I go, it is. But the only reason it is because it's because how you taught me, John. And then going back to branding, like all of this stuff. I, I don't know if you you like the, I, I call you the godfather of radio ads, but I think I might call you the godfather of simple marketing. Like it's unbelievable how how easy you make this stuff. And could you all only- call me, in? Michael, you could just call me an
1: old man. are well, you're not old yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. No one's chef like secret attire. I'm not so sure. I'm voting for Biden, and I don't care if he's here. It's just the only guy. Out and I got. to I mean, you you don't have to do a lot of things. He just sits at his desk all day and says yes or no. When you're running a company successfully, do you know what you do all day?
0: I'm guessing sit at your desk saying yes or no.
1: Yes or no. Yes or no or maybe. That's it, John. That. That's, that's it.
0: Another thing. That's another thing. You when I was all team, no sleep. Yeah. yeah. I don't sleep. I work all day. Blah blah blah. And you was like, yeah, okay. I ran the Vermont I ran the Vermont Teddy band about three hours a day. After that, I was like, I stopped seeing no sleeping. I got like that's when I created my GSD formula, my get stuff done formula. So I do my income producing activities first, then I do my potential in, income producing activities second, and then I do the things I need to do third, and then I do the things I love to do fourth. And I try to get that done in three hours, and so I have the so I have the rest of the time to do the things I love to do. But you forced me to think that way and that improved so much. And When we first started working together, you said, Mike, my goal is to transfer my brain as one of America's best CEOs into
1: your brain. And I thought that was insane. Like wild... America's best CEO. Why? Well, I, 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 I said I'm the never... greatest CEO. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well that, that part, but no, so uh, like, I thought you were like, okay, this dude's crazy. But then once I embraced that, Like, I've seen such a difference. And I even going back to Stinky Cakes, I think if I had your operating system in my head while I was running that business, it would have done so much better. Because all the the projections, the numbers, what it should have did, like, I realized, like, whoa, I wasn't a good CEO. I wasn't ready for, even if that became successful as it should have become, I don't think I was ready. So I'm always so thankful for so much of what you taught me. And then over the past few years, I can't tell you how many times you could go, Mike, you You've gotten so much better at business. And I go, I always go back, man, that's because you got to understand every day for three, four years, I was working with America's greatest CEO and he was putting this stuff into my brain. And that's why like the marketing and cupcakes community thank you too, because there's a lot of people learning how to run their business more efficiently because of the things that I teach them that you taught me. So I just want to shout you out. I'm always going to be very grateful for everything that you did and how you explain this stuff so simply, even now under the kids in high school, John, because they get it the fast. Oh my goodness. Like when I go into a school and I speak to a group of kids, the Instagram messages I get, the comments they post on the TikToks and stuff like that is incredible. And they like immediately, they go out and start some, every time I go to a school, I can guarantee at least one or two, two of the students are going to start something that day. It's unbelievable. So that's you and your
1: teaching, John. I agree. Students are the best. Oh, when you get older, the biggest problem of getting older with most people is that they go online and they watch YouTube videos. And they just watch YouTube videos. And every guy in the YouTube video is selling them something, and they're saying, "I know get this," and they're all selling snake oil. Mm-hmm. Is thing is snake oil, I don't even know, but they're not selling anything. there's really it's the worst thing you could possibly do yeah there's not substantial so there's no substance to it. It just they no. tell them what they want to hear. yeah, yeah, everybody wants to increase their sales. but just to review a little bit about brand building, I would say again. Know what it is that you're selling. I mean, good at that thing, whatever it might be, the service, whatever. It's
0: important.
1: Yeah. And agree. Come up with a couple sentences, a few words about that thing. But you've got to be good at it. You can't just, you know, throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and not even know what product or service you're selling. Right. Good at it. But you know what? That's important, John. That makes me think of a, like a
0: hip-hop. Uh, and I did a video about this before, but it makes me think of a hip-hop saying that says, there's only so long fake thugs could pretend. So that means if you're a fake thug, eventually you're going to have to fight. So if you're just talking about your product or service, but you're not really, you don't really know it, eventually you're going to have to answer questions that you don't really know. So now we create this quote unquote brand, but if you're not really about what you're talking about, you could miss a great opportunity. And this great opportunity could be maybe, so now you've got a, some nasty, the, the Today Show picked you up because he was great branded, And then those hosts on that show ask you a question that you're not really, because you've been faking it the whole time. You don't really, you're not thorough about your industry. And then now you blow it on the Today Show. Not all those millions of people never do business. So that's why that's the, I call that the LBW, John, the long, lonely, bored work. you got to know your product or service. You didn't just randomly come up with some BS about the 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 stitches per inch. Like you looked at that, you looked at what it was always being made, the intricacies of it. So that intrigued you. So that what is part of why that thought on because it's something that someone else would have loved, but they didn't know. So you just put them on. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Definitely know your product or service. Know what ended out. Study the history of it. When we talk about the 100 grand plan, step one is mindset. The first thing that you, the, 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 the assignment that you gave everybody in that was to watch the man that built America. I always tell people when they watch the 100 grand plan, it's not like a Netflix binge watch. The 100 grand plan is like, a, like a, a, a fine glass of wine. You sip that slow. I tell people, I produced the 100 grand plan with you. I, I, I recorded with you. I was there. And to this day, I could watch the 100 grand plan and learn something brand new like I'd never watched the thing before. And I must have watched that thing at least 500 times right now. And every time I learned something new. But it goes back to putting in that long, lonely, born work. When you talk about the men who built America, when you break down what those guys did and how they did it and what's still standing today, it's because how much they knew about what they were, the, the thing it was. It wasn't Ford Motor Company is not here because Ford built a great brand. Ford Motor Company is here because all of those intricacies and all those little systems and all those little processes, down to the detail that Henry Ford came up with. And that's what stands. That's how you really build a brand. You can fake the look, the feel, the sound, anything. But if you don't have those nuts and bolts, right, those systems and processes, right, that that you duplicate in different markets, do you really have a brand? No. So that's I, I'm glad you answered that question the way you answered it because
1: you can always make it look good, but you want to build it great first. Right. You're good, Michael. So- Michael, you're good. You're good. I can listen to you. I'm not like and look at you, but I can listen. You're good. Thank you. John I I learned from the body I learned from that's. that's, I mean, I can look at you. I think you're a beautiful man. Don't get me wrong. It's just, just when I used to know you, you used to had shorter hair. That's all.
0: No hair. No beautiful hair.
1: (laughs) I know. I had to
0: become a different person to succeed, John. All right, all right. So listen. Thank you. Time is the most valuable commodity. Thank you for spending some time with us. John Certino, the world's greatest CEO. (laughs) Mike Conley, just a guy from the Bahamas and the Springfield Mass, teaching marketing. Hope you have a great day. Please go ahead and build your business, build your brand. Put that work in the LBW, man. It pays off. Just like good marketing is never wasted, the long, lonely, boring work that you put in will never be wasted. So until the next episode, have a great day. Peace.